Are you ready? Are you yeah. ready for my hot take? Hit us with your hot take. Jeff Goldblum is the original Pedro Pascal. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. I was really upset because I wanted to watch the um, the world according to Jeff Goldblum, mm. but they took it off of Disney Plus and like you can't find it anywhere now. I know. That's, I was trying really to watch sad. it. It's really the sad. The dog one. The dog one is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, I know the that the Newkirks are on one too. I think they go looking for Bigfoot or something. Greg and Dana oh. Newkirk. Is Jeff Goldblum looking for Bigfoot? I'm so confused. Who is this? I thought with them. With yeah. them, yeah. What? Maybe. I could be totally wrong. I thought that they I were. That. I need to find it. Or like they went on a paranormal investigation or something. Jeff Goldblum. Not Rachel, Goldblum. Rachel, have you not watched The Unbinding yet? Oh. No. Ugh. So but I saw Leslie mention it and talk yeah. about doing a group watch. And I was like, let's do it in my house. Yes. It's good. Jeff Goldblum hunts good. for Bigfoot. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, there's a YouTube. All right, then I'm going to hit it up. I'm going to look at it on YouTube. The YouTube. The YouTube. And I guess there's a The Haunted Objects is a podcast. Yeah. And they, yes, that's their that's podcast. Who, okay. Yeah, I guess that's who took them because there's a podcast on it, which means that's what I'm listening to on the ride back from Newark Airport today. Yeah. I so they were on a recent episode of the um I don't know if you guys listened to it but the Bigfoot Collectors Club. Mm-mm. No, but it's good. Continue. <laughs> they were on a recent episode and they were talking all about the unbinding and stuff like that. So I highly recommend What is the unbinding? So essentially it is a documentary about a haunted item that got sent to them and all of the stuff that ensued after the fact. Mm-hmm. But you like they literally caught it moving on camera. It's fucking it's, insane. It's, it's crazy. And the story, like <laughs> the experiences that people have had with this specific item are what is it? Fucking insane. So it was it's, like they had so it was it started off the with item? Like two guys. Just the item. I wonder what the item oh, is. Oh, the item. It was so they called it's like it the a chrome. wooden statue. Okay. Yeah. But they found it in a cave and Lair was like, I don't know. I don't want to. All right. I don't I'm like, I, I want to watch it, but I just want to know what the item is. So, yeah. All it's right. a wooden statue with some interesting accessories mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. I don't know why they would have picked. Like, oh, I'm going to take this. Fuck you. <laughs> There's. Yeah. You're stupid. No. <laughs> that guy was the stupidest person. Oh, well, wow. it was because he was trying to prove his friend wrong. His friend was, an, he was a, like, the person that took it was a non-believer. I don't care. Are you guys ruining this for me? No. No. This okay. is, like, no. the first this two minutes just, of yeah, the show. It's, like, the first two <laughs> minutes. All right. Yeah, it was Don't ruin it, guys. No, the, it's a wild ride. It oh, is really a is. wild, wild Thank ride. Thank you to Macy for the recommendation. Yeah, I heard it. So I I had actually been waiting for it. I just didn't know that it had already come out because I was watching Hellier and the friend that told me about Hellier told me about she's like, you need to watch like the the unbinding is coming out soon and I'm waiting for it. So she was the one that told me about both. And then I saw Mace. I saw uh, Wabaz episode on it and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) So an episode. Okay. Uh, What platform is it on? Amazon. 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 Um, but you yeah. have to pay for it. 
All but right. it's worth it. It's okay. like four yeah. bucks, I think. Yeah, no, done. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. There was okay, so there was a movie that just came out. I think it was on Hulu. It's called No One Will Save You. Ooh. Mm. An alien oh, yeah. movie. I don't want I watched the preview. I was like, I can't watch this. You what can is totally it? watch it. You can totally watch it. The the scariest parts are like in the first like ten minutes. Okay. Ooh. No one can save you. But it's, I'm like, how, I, I can't, I can't talk about it and without ruining it. Is it a documentary or is it like a movie? No, it's a movie. Okay. It's an so alien should we movie. watch it and then talk about it next time? <laughs> I also like, it's, it ended and I was just like, what? <laughs> and I just have all of these thoughts, but I, I can't go into detail because I'll ruin it. But it's not really scary. It makes you do go, nope, a few times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I really hate, like, I love scary shit. Not a fan of jump scares. Mm-hmm. And there's only, like, one. Okay. And it's in the beginning. I hate jump scares. I do, too. I love scary shit. I don't like jump scares, though. Yeah. I like John <laughs> just, like, cracked up laughing at me. Because I like... <laughs> Like <laughs> jump scares, fucking get my ass. I did that too. Are. I did that. I did that the other day, and Anthony mm-hmm. was laughing at me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> he was he was laughing at me because he was. We were sitting in bed, and I was just sitting there, and you know my legs were like stretched out, and I was like. I like jumped, and like my legs like flew up, and Anthony's like, Jesus Christ! Like even your legs jumped, <laughs> like. <laughs> Your whole body, everything, like your whole up. body just levitated off of the bed. <laughs> That's funny, though. That is funny. There's been a lot of creepy happenings lately. <sighs> yeah, I feel like mine have calmed down, which is nice. But yeah, I was definitely there was some shit mm. happening at this house. I feel like the veil isn't thinning; it just was ripped open. <laughs> kind of feels <laughs> like, like that. Hey, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Like surprise, butchers. Mm-hmm. I'm early this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After all this time, yeah. I the other night I was sleeping and it sounded like somebody came walking into my bedroom. Yeah. So I like woke nope. up and like snapped around and like especially because at night before I go to sleep I always say like a protection prayer and like yeah because I. I intentionally brought haunted items into my home, so yeah. I should be aware of that, you know. Yeah. But at night, I'm always like, "Hey, you stay out there. I'm in here." And I like call Archangel Michael, and I clear the energy of my room, and I put up like a block on my door. So when I heard somebody walking into my room, I'm like, "It was four o'clock in the morning, and Ken is works overnights." And so I was like freaking out. But then I was like, "Well, Cosmo's not freaking out." And if somebody was actually in the house, I would know it. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, all right, I just like put my shield back up. And then I was awake for two hours until I fell back asleep. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But it kind of sounded like my dad's footprints. So like it was it was yep. jarring, but it was Aww. also like maybe it was my dad. Like, I don't know. It was it was interesting. Yeah. A lot of weird shit's been happening. Also, 
I know that we talked about this during the live podcast, but because that never made it to the radio waves, oh, I have right. to talk okay. about this experience that I had. So I'm sorry if you were at the live podcast, <laughs> but the more I dive into this, the more I know for a fact that it was not Starlink that I saw. So there was one oh. night that oh. I saw these in the sky. It was... So, okay. So I keep looking up pictures of Starlink because yeah, I'm going to look that up right now. I yeah. Read I wanted, because what I saw didn't look like what other people were describing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what people are describing and what pictures come across when I see Starlink is this uniform row. Yeah. It's a of about like yeah. 20 to 30 lights. Yeah. That are moving in unison. Okay. Yeah. What I saw was one after another moving separately stars in a in a line moving and then disappearing one after another and at first i thought it was a shooting star right but then i saw like 10 or 10 or 12 of them do the same exact thing Hmm. and i was and it didn't look like i don't know what it was to me my brain is like it's a shipping lane and, you know, the extraterrestrials are taking advantage of Starlink <laughs> and they're making people think that this is what it is, but really they're just on their shit and some crazy stuff was happening because every single picture I look up of Starlink is not what I saw at all. Hmm. So I am convinced that it was something completely different. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it was. I've never, I haven't seen it since, but, and I wish I could explain it to you better, but the stars were moving slow enough for me to see all of them moving into this space and then disappearing. Yeah. And yeah, this is like a train of lights. Yeah. In the yeah. Was not like that at all. Hmm. That's crazy. It was so weird. So I'm just like, Okay. Because I did ask for this, you know, I, <laughs> I, I did ask for this because there is a lot of pa- like UAP activity up where I live. And yeah. I'm always like, why don't I see anything? I want to see something. Mm. And they were like, all right, here you go, bitch. Here it is. Okay. So what you I asked, know is, have, you talk- have you talked to Patrick about this? Patrick was convinced it was Starlink. Right, but I, I know, I know that. Oh no, I haven't talked to him about it since. Oh, since, okay. yeah. Nice. I want to know what he what he's got to say now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, not yeah, yet. Patrick, I'll, uh, I'll let you know what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, okay, so it was like kind of one right after another. Like one would shoot across and then go away, and then like another one would come. Yeah, but they were, like, moving together, but it was very far spread apart. It wasn't, like, as close as it is when you look at Starlink. It was kind of, like, it was weird. I found a picture that kind of looked like what I was talking about, but it's still, I'll send it to you guys, but it's still not what I saw. Hmm. But it was, it was really interesting. So it kind of looked more like this, but the stars were more separated than that, even still. And because I, I I've talked to a bunch of people who have seen the Starlink, like my friends that I've brought it up to, and they're like, oh, I've seen it. I'm like, I sent them this picture, 
And then I sent them this picture, which we'll post on social media. And I was like, which one did you see? <laughs> Tell me which one it is. <laughs> and everybody's like, it looks more like the second one. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not what I saw. That's not, not at it. all. Do you think that it's because of just cameras? Like, obviously, the first one was taken with a, with a better camera and the second one it's like probably distance and probably a phone camera also like depending on the elevation of where you're located like this is obviously mountainy area in that first one they might be higher up so they might be able to see a little different listen i'm I'm gonna always there's still you know maybe you gotta debunk first you gotta debunk first it is the rule rule. yeah i want to see a really clear shot of it from a very low elevation. Mm. That's my well, I'm a, I'm high up. I'm in the mountains, so I do that's have a higher. Though, that's the yeah. case. Then so go get a professional walk. camera. Tell yes, them to come back. Okay. Yeah. And take mm-hmm. a picture. Just I will. Just hey, like y'all. that. It's that easy. You got it. <laughs> it's that easy. Well, there is actually a website where you can track Starlink. So Ooh. yeah, I that's uh, horrifying. it's fine it's It's wild also like how come elon musk can just do whatever the fuck he wants like how like we don't rule the world but i guess money rules the world so there's that i told you about the whole like war thing and ukraine yeah 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 did you know our boys from pittsburgh i didn't it's the wrong part of pa but he's still pa and we still love him pittsburgh is okay don't look no. at me like that. They got like an Andy Warhol museum out there. Okay. Pittsburgh is well, cool. It's still, it's like a war. Just because you don't like the sports? No. I just don't oh. like Pittsburgh. Just, it's like split like in half. Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. Split Philly. Half. Yeah. It's it's, it's really Philly. Philly Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's really Philly, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's really <laughs> three things. Yeah. When I think of Pittsburgh, all I think of is like industrial stuff. Is it mm-hmm. like that there? Yeah, but there's like really, really cool shit and really cool buildings and bridges that are neat. And there's like cool little towns. <laughs> I used to have to go out there once a month for an old job of mine. I had three stores out there that I would go and visit. Mm. And I liked it. So it was a cool little jazzy boutique hotel, which mm. is very Jeff Goldblum because mm. he's in a, he's like has a jazz band. So, like, we need to go to L.A. because supposedly every weekend you can go see Jeff Goldblum in his jazz band, like, at a place. That's so fun. Field trip. Yeah. Field trip to Jeff I'll Goldblum. lie. Yeah. And I was, like, listening. I'll lie. <laughs> exactly. I was listening to one of the songs. It was, like, need to listen to music and dance or some shit i don't know but it was like really beautiful and moody and like great jazz and i was really really impressed very very impressed um did you know that jeff goldblum has never had a cavity whoa that was his wife wow that's dedication yeah. right there that is yeah. dedication did you know that he is super meticulous about keeping his garage clean hmm what placement is that? I his chart his chart kind of points to that. There was a couple of things that I was looking over it and yeah, yeah kind of yeah. I could see it. I was like, let me find some like weird facts about him so that when we go through the chart, we can be like, oh, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. So he's never had a cavity. 
He keeps his garage very clean. Mm-hmm. He likes to sleep eight hours every night. It's mm-hmm. very important. Who doesn't? It's yeah. true. It's true. But he's, he's very, very like, yeah. I want to know if he like he's weird about going over though. Like, what if he wants to sleep nine? What if what if he sleeps nine hours one night? So I was watching a Jimmy Kimmel interview with him, <laughs> and he slept seven. Then he got up, he played piano for an hour, did piano practice, did some other stuff, and then went and took like an hour nap to make up for his eight hours. Yeah. I don't know about over eight hours. Yeah, but I know that he'll he'll squeeze in the naps. Uh, he also studied being a mime <laughs> i love it this is this is real real life he's done yeah. these things mm-hmm. and that just makes me happy and then tab you brought up like he wasn't didn't become a dad till he was like in his late 60s yeah yeah which is crazy and you know he he's either six foot one or six foot five i don't know i keep seeing both of them mm-hmm. but you know a six foot one libra jewish man it's great we Just living his best life, wearing the mm. best sweaters. Living the best sweat, like such a Libra with the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Well, on this chart that we have, it says that he's a Cancer rising, but I'm not convinced. I definitely yeah. feel like he's a Leo rising for sure. Leo rising? That yeah. I think totally, yes. Well, even because what is, okay, let's look up what the rising signs look like again. Also, like, think of him in the 80s and his luxurious locks, Just, his style. Mm, yeah. And I mean, that could that could be Libra, too. But I feel like he like I feel like people that have cancer risings are usually a little more timid and a little more reserved. And that is not Jeff Goldblum at all. Hmm. Yeah. All he's, right, so- he's calm, though. Yeah. If he, yeah. He gives off like a very like I saw that's where I could see the cancer rising. Mm. Is that he has that appearance, but he's also, I think the rest of his chart kind of plays a factor because he does have that Libra stellium, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a Scorpio Mercury. For mm-hmm. Cancer rising, features tend to mimic the moon, which rules them with a uh, round, soft, and somehow comforting face. Their eyes are often round and deep. And this rising sign is also known for having a pronounced chest region. Mm. Where Leo, I think, which like, I feel like that tracks. Mm-hmm. Leo yeah. risings may be one of the easiest to spot due to their lion-like mane of thick hair. They carry themselves with a certain importance, which translates to confidence, holding themselves sturdily and giving off an air of regality. That's quintessential mm. to Leo. So like that kind of tracks too. Maybe he's both because he's Jeff Goldblum. He can be whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> he can be whoever he wants to be. Yeah, well, his rising's at 28 degrees, so... Oh, so he's kind of... Really, anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, because it was 28 and then zero. Like, it said 28 degrees, and then it said zero. Like, there's always, like, the number... I forget, like, So it must have just turned 28 degrees at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So there's some random facts about Jeffy Boy. Yeah. Do we want to just run through the chart real quick? Let's go. Teresa, would you like to do the yeah, honors? Do the honors. I feel like you're sure. always the one that has to read what is in what. Mm-hmm. Sure. All right. So I had to also look up what time the sun moved into Scorpio on October 23rd of 1952 because 
as much as I do see the Libra in him, I also see a lot of Scorpio in him as well, just by who he is as a person generally. Mm-hmm. So because this is a poor, like the birth time is poor, I just wanted to see like how close it was. So the sun moved into Scorpio at 2.05 p.m. on October 23rd of 1952. So I feel like he is a Libra. I will stick with that. So Libra sun, Mm -hmm. uh, Sagittarius moon, Mercury is in Scorpio, Venus is in Sagittarius, Mars is in Capricorn, Jupiter in Taurus, like you, Rach. And retrograde, just like And retrograde, (laughs) twinsies. Saturn is in Libra. Uranus is in Cancer. Uranus. Yours. Neptune is in Libra. Pluto is in Leo. The North Node is in Aquarius. Chiron in Capricorn. As we discussed, the rising is Cancer and his midheaven is in Aries. So I feel like Libra is definitely the sign that makes him really meticulous about his garage. Mm -hmm. But also with a Sagittarius moon, Sagittarius moon people, when they're in like a really deep funk, tend to get very messy and it's kind of can turn into like a nesting situation so Mm. i wonder if because of all of the years that he has been on this earth every experience that he's had he's like worked through that and now he's really meticulous about things being clean because he's like i can't live like that anymore you Mm. know that's interesting i like that because i feel like you know we definitely evolve through our signs in our lives and how old is he 70 he's 70 years old wow he looks Killing. good for 70. Yeah, he does. He looks like real good for 70. Yeah. It's good what happens you, when you make $18 million off of one movie. That's fair. <laughs> Leave Jeff Goldblum alone. Okay. <laughs> he deserved every one of those dollars. <laughs> yeah, on IMDb, I'm, I'm looking at like towards the bottom, it says what his salary was off of. There's only five movies on here. I guess his most recent five movies. So Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom was 18 million. Mm. Hotel Artemis was 3 million. Thor Ragnarok was 7.5 million. Oh, that's right. Independence Day. Yeah. Independence Day Resurgence was 15 million. And then Mordecai was 4.75 million. Wow. I like the range, though. I like the range. It's like the Mm -hmm. series that he's been in repetitively is where he's really making the money. And then he's Mm -hmm. like doing things. I mean, not that three million dollars is not a lot of money. But (laughs) when you're making 18 million on another film, it's kind of like, huh? like he definitely did Hotel Artemis for fun versus. Yeah. Yeah. Like balancing and making sure that he's able to express his artistic side. Yeah. Yeah, because he's also in a lot of Wes Anderson movies. He's in a ton of Wes Anderson, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel like you're not in Wes Anderson movies unless you want to just Act. fuck around. Yeah. Fuck around. <laughs> just have- That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's the thing is his whole chart is always like, you know, that, I mean, he, he's here for, yeah, well, it's like, uh, what's the saying? You're not here for a long time. You're here for a good time. But like he's here for a long time and a good time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like that's his whole chart. It's so it's it was cool. For me, 
like looking at the chart, I don't know why, but the main thing that sticks out to me is the Neptune Libra. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know why this is like, for some reason, that's the one that's like, look into this, Rachel. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> yeah. And it says in here that those born uh, while Neptune transit Libra have also been called the love generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neptune Librians? How the fuck would you say that? Librans. Librians? Libras. Neptune Libra seeks harmony and balance and are deeply bothered by injustice in the world. Many of the people who were born during the early years of Neptune's journey through Libra become active in the anti-war movement in the 60s. Neptune Libra strongly believe in the concepts of brotherly love and resistance to inequity. While Neptune transits the sign of peace in the United Nations was found. There was something else, though. Like, none of that was what I wanted to talk about. Where is it? <laughs> well, I could definitely see how he is part of the love generation. Yeah, yes. like that was, yeah. He is Libra's a generator of, of love. In marriage this era brought a new question of the value of marriage. Um, the happiness, the search for happiness in love. Yeah. Um, on a personal level, Neptune is a position, in this position, produces a magnetic attraction to the opposite sex. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And at times, a lack of willpower and determination. Mm. And those were those were like, if you think about it, it makes sense because I was I was looking into it too, and it was saying like that specific generation because I believe it was nineteen forty two to forty three and fifty five to two fifty five to fifty seven. Yeah, and that was the generation that was pretty much you know uh, against the the war in the sixties. Yeah. So that love generation kind of comes through. And then it was like the, the UN was founded. Like, so. mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. yeah. I just- make love, not war. I feel like with having that stellium in the fourth house also with the fourth house being like the place of mm-hmm. our roots and our start and where we come from and with the IC right there and all of that stuff with him having Saturn, Neptune, and his son. Mm -hmm. I just wonder what his childhood was like. I feel like it was very much like him constantly trying to find like or his family constantly trying to find balance. And even though there was this like creativity and this like Uh, ability to be able to express yourself if you wanted to there was still this Mm -hmm. like strict well if you're going to express yourself you also have to balance with this and balance with that i can right i can answer some of that for you oh please do yeah (laughs) so he was born to jewish parents they're located in pittsburgh obviously but his mom uh shirley was her name Hmm. hey shirley Uh, (laughs) was a radio broadcaster who later ran a kitchen equipment and appliance sales firm and his father was a physician a major in the u.s army but i know that they like had a lot of creative influence in there but there was also they were they attended an orthodox synagogue they had bar mitzvah or they had their bar mitzvah but his parents military father like military father yeah they also celebrated Christmas, though, which is weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Which isn't weird, though, because, I mean, I also celebrate it. But my dad, my dad's not Jewish, so I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> and that uh, his parents were interested in show business. 
So his father studied acting before deciding to pursue medical studies. So mm-hmm. it definitely was like that structure, but I'm sure that that house was a very creative, mm-hmm. fun house. Um, well, I don't know about fun, but. Or at least they like, you know, seems like yeah. they kind of. I mean, he moved enhanced his creativity. Yeah. He moved it to New York at 17 to become an actor. So like you him. need that family support to be able to kind of do that. Yeah. Well, I, I feel think- like maybe not in, you know, the 60s, though, in 70s. True. You know, yeah. you, you do, but you don't. And the only reason why I'm really kind of hitting on this also maybe a little bit of a tougher upbringing is because he also has the Capricorn Chiron. Mm. Yeah. So I well, feel like most of his life he had to learn how to take care. Like he was always taking care of himself. So with Capricorn Chiron, a lot of it is allowing other people to help you and not always having to just rely on yourself for things. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could, I mean, military dad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Orthodox synagogue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that fourth house was interesting too, how that's where the Libra stellium was. Cause that could be like where that, like that makes sense to me because that could be where that pride in his home and his super neat garage, you know, that could be where mm-hmm. that is. Cause can't, or I believe for the fourth house is the cancer house. Cancer. Right. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. did you see yeah. me? I was like, just with my fingers, like Aries star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also has his Scorpio Mercury there. And I feel like that mm. also lends to the creativity as well. The way that he expresses himself, oh. how like mysterious he is, Yeah, how he, you know, like people just love him because he is, like as much as he's a very out there character there's also just like this air of mystery about him yeah you just look at him and you're like he just looks mysterious that's exactly (laughs) yeah he's maybe that's where his cancer that's where the cancer rising comes in true true they're closed off so i want to know Teresa. Mm -hmm. just because obviously jeff goldblum is a sex symbol Mm -hmm. (laughs) where's the red flags Sagittarius moon, Sagittarius moon is the red flag. Yeah, like very flighty at times, like escapism type. That makes sense because he's like never, you know, he didn't settle down till much later in his life. Yeah, did did sixty something? He became sixty-two. Yeah. Also, like, who wants to do that at sixty-two? Not. But you know what? When you have millions and millions of dollars, I'm guessing it might be a little easier. Yeah, I was. It's 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 hard at 30. Okay, I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, I I was going to say I don't want to do that at 33. (laughs) Let alone 62. Fucking tired. I'm tired. I feel like, and he might be more of like a grandparent to his child, is what I feel like. But also, like, if I was Jeff Goldblum's kid, I'd be happy about that. Yeah, I would. The inheritance you're gonna get. I would be number one. Well, I don't know. I might be uncomfortable because I feel like my friends would be like, "Your dad's hot." True. (laughs) They're like five and seven. (laughs) So yeah, not not yet, but it's coming. (laughs) The moms in the parent pickup line are like, "Oh, oh," like (laughs) all sitting there, like staring at him. Zandy, go be friends with him. You see that kid right there? You see that kid that he's dropping off? Go be friends with that kid. Go be friends with that kid. Yeah, yeah, we want that. we want that friendship. We want to hang I out. I also with- feel like the Venus in Sagittarius, though, can also point to somebody who is like sexy and mysterious, also, because Sagittarius has this 
just has this natural way of drawing people in, whether it's the knowledge that they possess or the style that they have or the information that they have to give. Like, I don't know, to me, I feel like the Venus Sagittarius can also be a part of it too. Cause it's like, he likes to have fun. He likes to do a lot of like interesting and, and out there things. He wants to travel. He wants to explore Mm -hmm. the world. He wants to do all of this, like the world, according to Jeff Goldblum, total Sagittarius thing. And that's, that's, that's what, that's what uh, it says is like, he has a lot of luck in his creative projects, you know, uh, specifically ones that are taken in foreign countries or far from home is Mm -hmm. what the the book, the book said. So, so the world, according to Jeff Goldblum made, made sense in the, in, are you talking about this book? That book. book. The, the, the book, book of lies, but like also <laughs> the has book some, the book the of lies. lies. Facts. <laughs> uh, in the book of facts and lies, the Venus in Sagittarius, which I think is just like hits on everything that both of you are saying. So mm-hmm. Venus Sagittarians begin love affairs with a spirit of adventure. You like to experience the excitement of love in the same way that you search for diversion in the rest of your life. First attractions are always wildly romantic. As a Venus Sagittarian, you never seem to have commonplace or love affairs. However, you cannot sustain the emotion and therefore never completely sacrifice your freedom to another person. Mm-hmm. What you want is to obtain is unobtainable, perfect love. And even if you could find it, you would shrink from beco- being possessed by it. So I'm sorry for Sagittarius Venus people that I'm calling out right now. <laughs> With such contradictory attitudes, it's no wonder you leave your lovers terminally puzzled. Mm-hmm. Basically, Venus Sagittarians are high-spirited, outgoing, and highly imaginative. You tend to attract powerful and influential friends and find it much easier to deal with friends than with lovers. For one thing, friendship is less demanding. Luck in creative affairs surrounds projects undertaken in foreign countries or far from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I just realized? What did you just realize? My partner Ken is a Scorpio Sun Sagittarius Moon Cancer Rising. So my partner is incredibly close to being Jeff Goldblum. Oh, wow, that's great. So I know what it's like. What it's like? I'm like, what are the other red flags, Teresa? But now everything's going to be associated to Ken, and you can't say those things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Ken also Unless has a Sagittarius Venus too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What were you? What did you say, Rachel? I didn't hear you. I, I said, "Unless you cut it out." Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's not listening to the podcast, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel that. I ke- I kept that was one thing that kept coming up though, like when I was doing research, like on was that independence. Like there was a couple of. Um, I guess buzzwords that were popping out like repeatedly was independent, creative. They, they there was a bunch of things that said like he's a really hands-on parent, like he loves being with his kids. He was like, you know, a fun parent, stuff like that. That was one of the things that kept coming up was the independence specifically. Like everything, I feel like everything, every placement that I read was like independent, independent, independent. I mean, yeah. he didn't get married till he was 62. Yeah. This is like his third wife though. That's right. I forgot about that. This isn't like his first wife. Yeah, no. So scratch everything. That's where the Sag Moon comes in. <laughs> yeah, wait. He was in the Sag Venus. Yeah. Venus. <laughs> oh my God, wait. Why can't I think? What the hell is her name? 
Jeff Goldblum's second wife <laughs> is Gina Davis. Oh, Gina Davis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I know her. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, we know her. Beetlejuice, uh, League of Their Own. Mm. And, then... and now he's married to Emily Livingston, and they have two children. Mm-hmm. Aw. Two babies. What a lucky lady. That's 60s. In the 60s. I just can't. That's can't... why when I said, I saw that in the text message, I said that to you guys in the text yeah. message. I was like, it's crazy how those fishes keep swimming, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but listen, like, Pedro Pascal just needs to look at Jeff Goldblum and be like, this is my future. This and is my future. And then be happy. Which I'm sure he 100%. is. 100%. Because it is, mm. it's similar timelines, I feel. Just lifelines. Similar lifelines. Yeah. And this mm. is literally just from an outside perspective of somebody who does not know either of them personally at all. Yeah. <laughs> also, he has the Aries Midheaven. And his Taurus Jupiter is in the 10th house. So to me, I find that really interesting because the Aries Midheaven, I feel like really points to his really upbeat, interesting personality and like somebody that's a go-getter. He's going to always put his best foot forward. He's always going to work hard for what he wants with main character energy. Like people Mm -hmm. that haven't even seen a Jeff Goldblum movie know who Jeff Goldblum Goldblum. is because he is just that kind of person, you know? Yeah. So he's very well received in the public eye. And then with the Jupiter in Taurus being in the 10th house, even though it's like right on the cusp, to me, it's kind of like it brings success to all of his endeavors. You know, it brings Mm -hmm. and like you said earlier, Tabitha, but also with him having the Sagittarius moon. His moon is ruled by Jupiter. So through his emotions and letting them out and connecting to that part of himself, he's able to also succeed in things that way as well. So it's just really interesting that he has all of these just really interesting nuances in his chart that can show his success and his range and all of that stuff. Also, his fifth house is rule is ruled by Scorpio mm-hmm. and fifth house is all about dramatics and pleasure and how we have fun in life and all of that stuff so for that to be ruled by scorpio just points to the artistic nature of who he is as a person even though his sagittarius placements are in that house to me that just kind of reflects that he just has this natural ability to be a showman through taking what he knows and making it into art if that makes sense Mm-hmm. What placement is responsible for the fact that he's never had a cavity? Is it is, is it the Capricorn and the, <laughs> taking over the sixth house? Like, yeah, maybe like his Capricorn yeah. Mars. I was just going to talk about. I was just thinking about. I was just looking at his Capricorn Mars. Sixth health is health and things along those lines. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, like, I feel like Capricorn ruling the house health. Like, better brush those teeth. You better floss mm-hmm. them back. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you dare eat think, that extra yeah. chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> I think Don't that you. also that Cat Mars is that that daddy energy. Mm. Cat Mars is daddy. Cat mm. Mars is daddy. Mm. I said what I said. Cat Mars and Cap Scorpio. Well, Cap no. Scorpio. Cap, Cap, 
<laughs> Capricorn Mars and Scorpio Mars, I feel like gives daddy yeah. energy. Yeah. Big daddy energy. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, yeah it's, it, he's like, the notes that I wrote down is like force and energy are kept under control until necessary. So like he's reserved until he needs to, you know, turn it on. Until uh, he needs to bash some skulls. Yeah. Fierce, magnetic, and commanding. Sexy. Pushes through obstacles. Strong personal ambition projects them into the public eye. Mm. So that cat Mars is daddy. For sure. I also find the Aquarius North Node interesting, which means that he has a Leo South Node. So with having the Leo South Node, what he came into this world, knowing how to be and knowing how to do is be somebody in the public eye to Mm. be that person with a huge heart and with a loving personality and being able to give on that level. But what he's meant to learn here is how to kind of stand alone and be who he is in his full authenticity. And I feel Mm -hmm. like the older Jeff Goldblum got, the weirder he got. So like in my my opinion, he definitely stepped into his North Node (laughs) power of Aquarius. That was another thing that kept coming up was like, a lot of the time, like a lot of it was in his later years, he's going to be more mentally active and like more doing more stuff like into his later years, mm-hmm. more so than when he was, you know, younger. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I Jeffy some, boy. Jeffy, Jeffy boy. I have some fun other facts that I'm finding right now. Share them. Yeah. In Thor Ragnarok, he mostly improvised his part as Grandmaster, which is fantastic i love that (laughs) i love it so much he used to write affirmations in the shower to manifest his acting career Mm. that what was that hold on libra neptune that yeah and also sag moon for sure Mm. Mm -hmm. it was Uh, oh 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 oh. it was his 12th his 12th house is ruled by gemini and Uranus is in the 12th house. That's what it was. Mm. If if that time is correct. But that's what it says. Very intuitive. Attracted to unusual beliefs in religion and metaphysics. Desire to be independent. Yeah, okay. But th- that's what I was talking about. Interesting. The psychic placements. Supposedly, he tried to hire a sex worker when he was 13. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sag. He was traveling when he was 13 with his with his father and took $5 from his dad's wallet and went to the red light district. He did find someone to take him up on his offer, but he fled the bedroom before doing the deed. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he used to sell, sell pencils to prisoners. To pay bills upon moving to California, Goldblum got a job selling office supplies to people in correctional facilities. Wow. After falling ill, he quit that job and focused 100% on his creative pursuits. I wonder if that was like his Capricorn Mars placements being, because it's in the sixth house. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they were like, nope, this isn't the job for you. Pivot. (laughs) Pivot. (laughs) He also pooped orange a lot. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> While Goldblum is generally healthy and follows a balanced diet, at one point he and his wife would do a weekly carrot juice cleanse. Yep. Mm. Turn everything that came out of him bright orange. 
what an interesting what an interesting fact like I wish Jeff Goldblum would listen to this episode and let us know what he thinks if we yeah. if we if we mm. got him good. He's good friends with RoboCop. <laughs> Peter Wheeler. <laughs> they became friends on the set of Across the Eight Dimensions and started a lifelong friendship and two would play jazz together after shooting. We're all gonna take a field trip to LA. 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 <laughs> He supposedly loves to browse hashtag Jeff Goldblum on Instagram. Oh, he has the best eyebrows ever. Mm -hmm. He does. He grew into them. Well, I guess the times grew into Jeff Goldblum's eyebrows. The times evolved. Yeah, the times evolved for Jeff Goldblum. His eyebrows would be more popular now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Than like 10 years ago. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good, guys. No, I'm sorry. I'm ready. Dolphin Goldblum. <laughs> He'd like to be genetically spliced with a dolphin. During a Reddit AMA, Goldblum answered that if he had to choose, I'd splice myself with a dolphin and my name would be Surf Goldblum. <laughs> nice wait so what were the because cho- he said if if i had to choose what was what was the other choice i guess it was one of those like reddit questions that they record have you ever seen those like people yeah like they film oh, yeah an actor or somebody answering reddit questions so i guess somebody was like what animal if you had to be yeah uh his mother thought that he was dead in 2009 multiple oh. news sites fell for an oh online God. hoax about Goldblum's death in New Zealand and reported it was real. Close people were surprised and relieved when they found out that it wasn't true, including his mother. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Can you imagine? Ugh. I also saw something that was like, he is a notorious flirt. And I'm like, yep, Libra. Libra. Oh, after it is. I mean, for sure. I, is, he, is he or is it just who he is? Libra. It's like when the quote from from an actress, when he talks to you, he touches your hand or rubs your back and you're like, oh, did I just get seduced? (laughs) Wait, who said that? Vivica A. Fox. (laughs) Fair. Yes. 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 I'm probably. Yes, I am a flirt, probably, and but I hope not in a way that would violate my deepest devotion to my sweet wife. He also hopes that he's respectful and not a creep. <laughs> I mean, there's a thin line there. There, there is, is a thin, there is a thin line, but luckily he's going to stay on Jeff Goldblum and he won't be a creep. <laughs> that gives off the same energy as Pedro Pascal going into his uh, right? fan groups when he's feeling upset and like just watching, yeah. like reading the comments. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same energy. <laughs> same energy. Well, and also same energy because on the same article that I have, which I think is the same one you're looking at, Rachel, it says Jeff Goldblum likes to Google himself. (laughs) That's the same exact (laughs) same energy. I wonder what happens if I Google myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know how to purpose. I know how to purpose. I know how to purpose. No. Yeah, and how to purpose. (laughs) 
oh, who are all these people with my name? Anyway. <laughs> it says they? that he likes to look up hashtag Jeff Goldblum. So yeah. we have to tag. Yeah. Instead of tagging his name, we have to tag the hashtag. Hashtag yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Everyone comment on the post. Hashtag Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Goldblum. I don't know. Uh, did you know that he tamed a baboon on set once? Oh. He tamed it? Tamed he flirted with it. He, he flirted with, with it. it. The baboon was like sold. It's fine. <laughs> I'll listen to whatever you have to say. Yeah. With the Wrangler's help, Goldblum was able to calm down a baboon that had gotten ornery and scared of the flashing lights while shooting a scene for the fly. Oh. Yeah. Poor the director baboon. said that. I mean, he calmed me down too. So. Goldblum because of his size. Mm. Oh, because he's so tall. Mm. How? Because I keep getting, I got 6'1, I got 6'5. How tall? is Jack. Six four. So John's got an inch on him. <laughs> yeah, I got six four. Yeah. Yeah. John's one inch taller. Mm. Mm-hmm. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> That's super tall. That is super tall. And like he's so skinny too, so it's kind of like he's just tall and lengthy, but in a mm-hmm. good way. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually just watched Asteroid City recently, and he has a small cameo in it, and he plays, um, well, so he's in it, uh, I, I actually can't even describe it, it's a Wes Anderson movie, and it, it, it is mm-hmm. a Wes Anderson movie, you know, but it was fun to see him in the, in the character that he played was very tall and lengthy, and it was just, I'm just reminiscing on that right now. Asteroid City <laughs> was really good, I liked it a lot. Go watch it. Yeah, it's on the Peacock. I just came up with a game. Okay. Let's do it. I looked up Jeff Goldblum quotes. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to read you these quotes. And then you tell me what the placement is that Mm -hmm. made this quote happen. All right. And I need to start with the very first quote that is on the list of Jeff Goldblum quotes. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? Yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's best not to stare at the sun during an eclipse. (laughs) (laughs) uh that's mars capricorn dad say mars capricorn yeah i'll agree with that also libra i feel like libra is very airy and out there but they're also very concerned about safety cardinal signs in general Mm -hmm. so aries cancer libra and capricorn they have the nafety for safety but that makes sense. It could, it could be the cancer rising too, if that's a thing. True. Could yeah. Be. Yeah. Even yeah. though Aries is like very spontaneous as they get older in life, it's like because of all of the spontaneity they went through in life, it's like now I have to chill out a little bit and yeah. <laughs> take a yeah. step back. <laughs> it's a delight to trust somebody so completely. Oh, Libra. Um, yeah, Libra. A cancer rising. Even even the Scorpio Mercury too. I feel I was gonna because, say yeah. yeah. I'm like so that gives me Scorpio vibes, like mm-hmm. a a vulnerable Scorpio. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna try to do this one as Jeff Goldblum. Okay. <laughs> I uh, don't think I'm you know so different than your average you know average. <laughs> That's it. Full stop. Ooh, I'm gonna go. 
I'm going to go Cancer Rising. Mm. Or Sag Moon, I was going to say, too. Yeah. Mm. Or even the Scorpio Mercury, because it's like sometimes you get tongue-tied and lost in what you're saying because you're trapped in your mind and you're unable <laughs> yeah. to like actually make words. Mm-hmm. You know? That's fun. Okay. I, you could also go Libra, too. I feel like his Libra son. For sure. Yeah, you could definitely go Libra for that. I'm. I tried to read this, and my brain was like, "It's not happening." So I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna do my best because I like I try. I started, and I was like, "This is so confusing," and I had to stop and look away. And now I'm just, I'm just gonna read it for what it is. <laughs> I'm ready. Well, well, well. It's certainly a compelling, provocative, exciting, delicious to think about idea. Smart people say the universe is so big. There must be something statistically. It could be likely there could be something happening on some other world. <laughs> that feels sad. And then I guess the topic, like what he was talking about. Aliens. Would be his, yeah. Neptune, maybe. Oh, yeah. His Libra, Libra Neptune. Neptune. Yeah. Aquarius North Node. Mm. Yeah. Definitely Sag placements, though. Definitely sure. Sag. <laughs> because it sounded like he was trying to talk faster than he was thinking (laughs) yeah can relate (laughs) also just the whole topic of wanting to explore other worlds other places connecting that way i don't know why but i have this this picture in my mind that jeff goldblum was in the fifth element but i think i'm getting thor ragnarok and the fifth element confused that's fair though like that's fair no matter how you travel, it's still you going. <laughs> That's it. What is that, it? Yeah. No matter how you travel, it's still you going. <laughs> Full stop. Full stop. Moon and Sag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Venus and Sag. I feel like he, with having the Sag Venus, you fall in love in all of these different places. And also with his Libra placements also, it's very love-based. Everything that in his chart is super love-based. So, yeah. Um, speaking of love, right? Here's, here's love. A, oh boy. love. I love the ocean. Boats, not so much. <laughs> Cancer. Yeah, he just wants to sit on the beach and, yeah. and play around. Mm-hmm. Just, just crab around on the beach. Oh, also his Cancer Rising could be a part of his meticulous garage as well. Did we mention that earlier? It's like his it's like his shell. Yeah, no, we talked about his fourth house, but yeah, that's yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. If it's correct. <laughs> he has such great one-liners. These are so ridiculous. <laughs> it's mysterious what attracts you to a person. Every Scorpio placement ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> People work harder when conditions are worse. Cap. Cap. <laughs> Cap Cap Chiron. <laughs> the worse it is, the harder I have to work. Oh, I, yeah. There was another one that said like, oh, uh, his sixth house is Mars is in his sixth house. And it says, drive yourself hard and expect others to perform at your level. Mm. So that makes sense, too. M- meet me where I'm at, bitch. Yeah. I'm not I'm not coming down there for you. Mars in the sixth, yeah. <laughs> How can you say when you're attracted to something? It's not easy to articulate my tastes. 
Scorpio, Mercury, Libra, and Libra. Yeah. yeah, both for sure. I feel like I've been noticing a lot more consistencies between Libra and Scorpio ever yeah. since we talked about like mm-hmm. the Virgo, Virgo. Libra, Scorpio bridge. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've been noticing a lot more things about Libra that are more dark. Because I feel like Libra, if I had to pick a color associated with Libra, it would be like bubblegum pink, you Mm -hmm. know. But there are also times now that I look at it and I'm like thinking about it. I'm also thinking that they also have this dark side. It's the balance. And I know that there's Mm -hmm. this like harmonious balance that they focus on. But at the same time, to me, I always just think of all the light parts of Libra instead of like also the the darker parts that that are there. And it's interesting because it really is Libra is the beginning of, of fall of spooky mm-hmm. season of all of that. Mm-hmm. So Libra is just as spooky as Scorpio. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And if you think about the fall aesthetic, the fall aesthetic is so Libra, mm-hmm. like the big hats, the flannels, the scarves, the boots, like me walking around with my PSL. Like, you know, it's <laughs> well, listen, so I have Libra. a burnt orange hair scrunchie on. Yeah, oh, from listen. Sierra. Yeah, and I've got my Tiva fleece with my dark brown elbow pads. I'm nice. here. I'm ready. <laughs> What's your like favorite fall aesthetic? Me? Both of you. I feel like my life is fall aesthetic. Mm. Mm. Like I decorate my like it's the it's literally the colors like the colors in my house are fall-esque colors like probably in a month that's when the outside will look like the inside of my home like i did Mm -hmm. that purpose like it's i was like let me look at the colors out there i want to bring them into my home so it's like all those burnt oranges and like the deeper greens and the oh i don't know colors (laughs) (laughs) no i love that yeah but also pumpkin spice is like my favorite thing ever mm. in the mm. world wawa has i just tried this it's a vanilla it's a vanilla ice cream latte and mm. like it's really good i was really surprised i was like it's probably going to be too sweet i mean it is a little on the sweet side but like yeah. but that's when you just put more coffee in it it's delicious mm. all right 10 out of 10 recommend challenge challenge accepted okay i would say all of those colors and then mix it with rei finds in thrift stores mm, mm. Uh, but that's and that's my that's i want all of the soft that you should you should see this fucking sweater thing that i found it is pretty much this burnt orange color and mm-hmm. it is like a hoodie dress oh oh that is the softest thing but it's like it keeps you warm but it's not heavy Oh, good. You know what I mean? Because you know yeah. when you're like real warm and then something's heavy too and then you're like, oh fuck, I'm sweating now. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I put it on. I looked at John. I looked ridiculous in it and I was like, I will live in this all winter. <laughs> yeah. And then I Absolutely. slept in it last night and it was great. Mm-hmm. I can't it's sleep in color. anything like that. It's, it's driving softness. me crazy. It's soft warm cozy cacao coffee tea mm-hmm. burnt oranges blue green evergreen <laughs> yeah spice latte Fuck. what's yours teresa 
Yeah, I guess I. No, I I like no, the, yeah. just like more of like the witchy aesthetic. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the the candles and the you know all that stuff. And and I I love black, so mm. I wear a lot of black during this time of year. But I'm trying to branch out a little bit more. I also do like the flannels and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. I'm a big fan of wearing a thing over my thing. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm all about like the flannels and the sweaters and the scarves and all of that. I'm actually going apple picking for the first time ever on Sunday. Oh my like, God. Like, That's so fun. I'm need- so excited for you. Is it going like, to be sweater weather? Sweater weather. Sweater weather. weather. It's actually supposed to be pretty nice, but I'm still going to dress for yeah. apple picking accordingly. Yeah. yeah, dress like you're going Lino. apple picking, Lino. even Lino. if it is 90 degrees. It's fine. Yeah, just sweat your ass off the whole time. It's okay. It's going to be 74. Think cold. I'm doing thoughts. it for the gram. Do it for the doing gram. it for the gram. <laughs> I have brown boots. I'm going to put on leggings. I have. I haven't decided on the shirt yet, but I have like the typical like red flannel, the red yeah. and black flannel. Yeah. Yeah. So I need you to post a picture and then I need you to put hashtag Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> so that when he sees it, he's like, why? why? <laughs> I'll be like, I like the aesthetic. Yeah. Just, Every time we post aesthetic. anything aesthetic. Yeah, it's just hashtag Jeff Goldblum. Forever. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. amazing would it be if he reached out to us? I would die. I and be would happy love about it, it so much. Yeah, like I, yeah, I just want to yeah. be his friend. That's really. That's really all it is. Mm-hmm. That's really all it is. Like I'm like, wow, you're, you're obviously a hunk, <laughs> but I just want to like go to lunch with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, that's really all. Well, I'm sure he's in New York City a lot, so. I, feel like I, I really need to go field trip like, as now. Uh, I'm kind of like, should I buy his vinyl? I kind of want to buy the vinyl. You uh, should. Because I feel like I need his, like, I need to play his music on my record player. Like, that's the only way to really listen to him. You know what I mean? I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. I dare you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Fine. The one one vinyl uh, title is I shouldn't be telling you this, which is like something that he says all the time mm-hmm. in interviews. So yeah, maybe I'll buy it. Fuck it. Well, I'm going to Palm Springs in November. How far is LA from Palm Springs? It's go two be friends hours. with Jeff Goldblum. It's fine. You can do it. Go be friends with him. Find him. While you're there, get the camera that you're gonna use a- to take a picture. Oh. Give him a Hail Cern sticker. <laughs> Give him a Hail Cern sticker. Oh, wait, you said you're going to I typed, I typed in Las Vegas. What am I doing? Los, An- for Los Angeles, it's not far. Yeah, it's two hours, it yeah. says. Uh-huh. Teresa, you have homework. I mean, I'm going to be there for a hot minute, so. There you, go. you have homework. Your homework you is to go be friends with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I need to know more about this trip because I just want to tag along and then I'm just going to go to L.A. and go to. L.A. I can't do L.A. Sorry. Sorry. I, I can't hear L.A. anymore. A lie. A lie. A lie. Fucking letter uh, getting. I know. That and, that and TD Bank. I can't do Titty Bank. Titty Bank. Titty Bank. Titty Bank. Titty Bank. So, yeah, I'm going to Palm Springs from November 5th to the 14th. Whoa. Wow. Nice. 
Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And honestly, all we really do there is just chill, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. It's just being in a different environment and in this energy vortex that is absolutely amazing and insane. And but so we don't have anything planned this time around. I said the only thing that I really want to do is that they have a tram that takes you up to the top of a mountain and then there's a restaurant up there. So that's the only thing I want to do while I'm there. And now I'm also going to put on the list that we need to go see Jeff Goldblum Mm -hmm. in L.A. L.A. Yeah, I'll lie. Because I've also never been to LA. I've been to really? uh, San Diego. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot Most, of traffic. Anytime I've been in California, it's always been like the southern part. Yeah. 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 So I've been in LA. I've driven LA. from Vegas to LA, uh, which was really cool. That's a cool yeah. drive. Yeah, uh, that sounds, seems like it would be fun. And I've been in San Bernardino. I left mm. my wife. Bernardino. All right. Well, I think that we should all take a field trip to California. We'll go to Palm Springs because, Rachel, I think that you would absolutely love Palm Springs. And if you ever were to do an Anahata's Purpose West, Palm Springs is Mm. the place. There's a place not too far from there that I have marked as a potential future retreat center. Yeah. There's a lot of really cool stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could go meet Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, I just want to go. I just want to go up to him and be like, can I shake your hand? <laughs> and then he'll rub your back and then you'll be like, am I getting seduced right now? <laughs> yeah. And I'll just ascend. Yeah. yeah that's it. Just, like, that as was soon the as best you become friendly. Like, back rub ever. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine we go to the show and Pedro Pascal's in the audience. And then it's so just So you get like, to meet both of them at the same time. See, yeah. I think, I think, I don't know. Have they ever been in the same room at the same time? I think it might open a portal. That's got to be something. <laughs> yeah. That's too much. It's too much daddy energy to not open up a portal. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I'm going to Google, do Jeff Goldblum and Pedro Pascal know each other? <laughs> we need to know. I don't know. These are the important questions. We're asking the important questions on this podcast. I need uh, them. Nothing came up, but the first article that came up was the dilemma with daddy. <laughs> so fair. The ironic, the erotic myth of the interesting mature man that stuns Pedro Pascal, David Harbour, and Idris Elba. So I guess it's like an article about like the dilemma with daddy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm sending you guys a text message right now of the first thing that popped up on my end. I'm and so it's excited. Fucking, it's fucking glorious. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. They have to be Look friends. At those cuties. They coordinated that. They have to be friends. Yeah, for sure. There's no way that they're not. 20 of Hollywood's hottest daddies to celebrate Father's Day. Okay, wait. I need to I need to know. I need to know who. Pedro Pascal and Jeff Goldblum, we've rounded up our favorite celebrity daddies to celebrate Father's Day. Continue reading. Yes. Yes, I want to continue reading. <laughs> Five years ago, New York Times journalist Bonnie, I don't know that last name, christened 2018 as the year of the daddy in an article. Since then, the term daddy has been all over the place. With celebrities like Pedro Pascal being crowned as the internet daddy, even though he doesn't have kids, many celebrity daddies don't have children. Instead, they are male celebrities who capture the hearts and adoration of entire internet. 
but there says there's, there's a part where it says that <laughs> I don't Chris Hemsworth is not daddy. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the David Harbour as Thor. Daddy. David Harbour, yes. They have the rock listed, Paul Rudd. Okay, I don't Paul know. Rudd's not daddy. He's like he's he's I cousin. don't know what he is, but best friend golden retriever cousin. energy. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> golden retriever. Uh, yeah. John Legend, David Beckham. Oh, Stanley yeah. Tucci. Mm, Stanley Tucci is your weird uncle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz, Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, Skarsgård, oh, yeah. yeah. He yeah. is daddy. He yes. is daddy. John Krasinski, Keanu Reeves. Mm. Okay. Adam Driver. I agree with all of that. Mm. But like it, this article was leading because it said it made it. I think it's like actual celebrity dads, yeah. not like yeah. Pedro Pascal to Jeff Goldblum. So I thought it was Pedro Pascal, like being like, we're great dads. Mm. <laughs> I thought there was a, there was a thing. Oh my God. There's a Jeff Goldblum air freshener. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's a Pedro Pascal one with him going like this in his pink shirt and says, I'm your dad. <laughs> These are all air fresheners. These are both air fresheners. Aluminidal. <laughs> Like Illuminati, but Illuminidal. I've never seen this website. Nice. I. This is a fantastic. Website. I'm gonna check this website out. There is one that just says L David with David's face on it. Mm. Nice. L David. So okay. Well, we got way okay. off topic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm. I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm mm-hmm. glad we know our our dear friend Jeff a little bit better mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I feel more complete, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. And I think that Jeff would be proud. He would. I think I think we did. Yeah, I think we did him justice. If anybody knows Jeff Goldblum, please forward this to him. Or if Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> if you are listening. I think that I think the episode needs know. to be titled hashtag Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, absolutely perfect yeah that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna get them done, done. also thank you again to the grace cabin at anahata's mm-hmm. purpose and uh what uh tabitha please plug their their witch group because or just like who they are and like what they do because i know they have a lot of connection to the wilmington community and all that yes. stuff so christy runs the wilmington witches group mm-hmm. and they do tons of get-togethers. If you're in, within a certain amount of miles, I believe it's 30 miles. If we are within a 30-mile radius of Wilmington, definitely Delaware. join the group. Wilmington, Delaware, yes. We found that out <laughs> last night. There's, there's, I forgot about the Wilmington, North Carolina, but Wilmington, Delaware. Definitely join their group. They do all kinds of events, dinners, get-togethers at the park. Uh, we're doing a witch's walk, which is open to everybody. That is... It is on October 21st at 11.45 a.m., 907 Rosedale Ave in Belfont, Delaware. So come join us, dress witchy, walk down the street. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. So they were the ones that Christy and the Wilmington witches were the ones that had the Jeff Goldblum tapestry at mm-hmm. Anahata's. So they inspired this whole venture. So yeah, thanks. thank you. Thanks. You guys thanks, are like guys. so nice. <laughs> 
so nice. All right. Yeah. Astro Hose out. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Next time. Next time we see you, we're going to be talking about Scorpio. Scorpio. Yes. We're going to dig deep. We're going to learn. We're going to learn about Scorpios, even though they don't want us to. But they love it. (laughs) Secretly. Secretly. I love it. Secretly on a deep level. They're like, they're like, oh, yes, give it to me. Yeah. They're like, don't perceive me. But deep down, they're like, all right. Yeah. Astro Hose out. Astro Hose out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media. We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook, also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo. And you can shoot us an email at Two Gemini One Leo at gmail.com.